The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. Victor Khomeswana is on the line to us this evening. He is the author of Africa Bounces Back, Case Studies from a Resilient Continent. And Standard Chartered, uh, which has been on this continent for not decades, but centuries almost, Victor, um, is bailing on some of its markets. Good evening, Bruce. It is. And, and when we talk about technology taking over everything, it sounds like we're exaggerating. But just think about it. Standard Chartered is bailing out of Angola, out of Sierra Leone, out of Cameroon. These are not slow-growing economies. They are recovering from, in the case of Angola, from the Dos Santos era. And it's still an oil economy, diamond economy, agriculture, tourism economy. So it's not a, not a lightweight in the SADC scheme of things. Cameroon, Central Western Africa, agriculture, mining, it's a whole lot of activity going in there. The reason they are bailing, okay, let's not say they are bailing, but they are leaving certain countries. They're bailing, my words, and I'm yeah. sticking to them. They're abandoning yeah. those markets. They are leaving they are bailing. Yeah, you can be you, you can be nice about it. <laughs> I say it the way I so, see it. So, I understand. So they, they are moving out of markets, Bruce, where they know. You, you remember Jack Welsh and the number one, number two strategy? I think it was Jack Welsh. That if you're only going to be number one or number two in a business, just, just get out of it because you're wasting your time. They are focusing on commercial corporate and uh, institutional banking in the areas that they are living. Remember, they're in about 60 countries or so all over the world. So out of the Middle East, they are pulling out of two or so. But the reason is, one, they are focusing on digital banking in some of these areas. Private and business banking is not good for them there because, remember, they are up against mobile banking solutions, Bruce. So payment solutions, solutions like M-Pesa, mobile money, Safaricom, now mobile money by MTN, those are taking care of the individual and small business banking needs. And therefore, if you're a standard chartered and you're hiring highly paid accountants and analysts and those kinds of investment bankers, you're not going to be able to sustain it because there are so many players eating into your market. But they are still staying on the African continent, just counting on that institutional banking, that investment banking, that corporate banking that will obviously always be there with the infrastructure spending that's going on, with the Africa continental free trade area that's going to require a lot of infrastructure spending. They will still be in business for a long time, but they're just rationalizing in those markets that they know they're not going to be number one or number two or even number five. There are way too many banks in Africa that are consolidating, and I don't think Sandra Chattered wants to be part of that corporate activity. Yeah, and there's a huge amount of excitement happening. I mean, digital banking is leapfrogging so many economies, and it is and it's, it is being massively disruptive, and this is the first really significant signal of the impact of that digital banking, as you point out, Victor. Um, SIM card registrations are a bane for, for cell phone companies across our continent. What's happening on that front? You know, cybercrime, Bruce, you know that in 2021, the first quarter, there was an increase in cybercrime that we got to in one quarter in terms of volume of cybercrime activities, malware, ransomware, crypto attacks and all those kinds of things. We got to in one quarter of 2021 the volume that was there, the number of cybercrime activities in 2019, all of them, we reached that number in the first quarter of 2021. Why? Because about 50% of people started working from home and economy, economy just went online. And many countries were not ready for it. So think about 
terrorism, think about cyber attack in general, and consider the fact that countries like Kenya, where when Mbesa came in, about 70% of people who should have had a bank account didn't have one. And suddenly all their banking moved online. So they were buying services for banking, including insurance, travel tickets. Now, if cybercrime went up, and we are to, I think we are approaching 20 billion connected devices, which, which means they all have SIM cards, and you don't have registered SIM cards, imagine what that means. People can hide behind a SIM card. They can swap them. If you remember Boko Haram in Nigeria when MTN was fined $5.2 billion, it was because terrorists were using mobile phones and SIM cards not registered are a problem. The real reason now it's a problem and Kenya had to postpone until this, uh, October 15th was they, by shutting down SIM cards in Kenya, they were going to shut down the whole economy. And people are reluctant to link their SIM cards to their national identity number, Bruce, because they don't trust the government. So the government needs the people to collaborate by registering their phones because they want to protect them against crime. The citizens don't trust the government because they say, why do you want me to re-register or register my SIM card again? It's a catch-22. So the communications authority in Kenya particularly said, we can't do what Nigeria did shutting down 70 million SIM cards. We're going to have to postpone this. But they are threatening the mobile network operators, the Telcom Kenya, Airtel, and Safaricom, and saying, you better get your compliance to a certain level. It's gonna, this October might not even work because people don't trust the government. Yep, it's uh, not only a problem in South Africa, of course. It's good to see that lots of people don't trust their governments. Um, it's quite interesting to see house prices in Namibia are falling. Why is that? Volume. You know, the, 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 I mean, you saw it in South Africa here, office space. Was what happened to Santa? All those office spaces. Now, here we are talking residential stock. And, and Namibia, I think close to 90% of the household income is indebted so the, the the income the cost the debt to income ratio is standing at something like 85 percent or something crazy like that so with interest rates going up and the economy not quite recovering the way it should and i mean if the last time i went to Ventook, there was so much building i i started panicking as to why does it look like there's going to be a glut of residential properties and obviously there is unfortunately affordability is still a problem so when that happens you know you're you're, you're getting the convergence of two variables that don't go together low affordability and a lot of stock so that's what's happening but obviously markets do have a way of self-correcting maybe the prices will go down eventually to the point that everybody will just have to make their adjustments and expectations of how much return or capital they can expect from their property and things will be fine again. But as we stand, it's a, it's a matter of the glut that we have in the market, high interest rates, affordability being a problem. Victor Khomaswana, the author of Africa Bounces Back, case studies from a resilient continent. And just to focus in a little on South Africa and where we are at the moment, 